On June 19, 1865, General Gordon Ranger rode into Galveston, Texas and read these words. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. All slaves are free. And upon hearing these words, there was jubilation, singing and crying and hugging a child who could no longer be taken away. All slaves are free. Now, General Granger went on to read, this freedom involves the absolute equality of personal rights. Now we know that a proclamation may end the institution of slavery, but the absolute equality of rights has not been achieved. Yet we see a bit of that transformation happening. White people's eyes are suddenly seeing that Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Butterworth really are based in racial science stereotypes and we no longer want them. We are dying to an old life of being blind to racism and rising up to a new life towards equality. All slaves are free. The Apostle Paul tells us all slaves to sin are free. We are no longer to be enslaved. All slaves to sin are free. Now Paul uses the metaphors of dying and rising as a way of speaking about an internal spiritual transformation. It's that part of us inside our souls that has to bloom, that has to come to life and flourish. That is the spiritual internal transformation that Paul speaks of. He imagines the chains of self-centeredness and forces of poverty and systemic injustice as sin. And he asks us to imagine that in our baptisms, God's love has broken all these chains of sin. That the part of us enslaved to sin is dead. And we are free to rise up in love. Love for ourselves and for our neighbors and for God. This spiritual transformation is not one time, but it is for our whole lives as God's Spirit works in us to help us live lives characterized by love and grace and justice. We are free to walk in the newness of life, feeding the hungry, healing the sick, welcoming the stranger. Now today we celebrate World Refugee Day and refugees give the perfect example of what Paul means by dying to the old life and rising to the new. Refugees were forced to die to their old lives, their homes, their families, 
for the hope of being able to rise to new life. You all have been part of helping families walk in the newness of life. The Al-Hazoris escaped Syria, war in Syria. Hendry and Arturo escaped violence in Guatemala. The Al-Hazoris came to us in 2016. They had to adjust to life in the United States after living in a refugee camp. They had to learn English. Amar, the mom, earned her certification as a nursing assistant and now works in a doctor's office. Isan, the dad, has been working in landscaping and they have saved enough money so that they have just bought their own house. Both the children are excelling in elementary school. This family is walking in the newness of life and seeing, we are seeing, the glory of God. Arturo and Gendry came to us escaping violence in, our, in Guatemala. Now, Henry knew, knew only the language spoken in his small village. He came and he had to learn both Spanish and English. And today, he led our call to worship in his two new languages. Thanks be to God for the love that sets us free from sin and death so that we can walk in the newness of life, so that all can walk in the newness of life. It is certainly true that we have more to do to fully rise with Christ. We have more transformation that has to happen. And there will always be people who will try to keep us from rising to new life. Armed militias that surround Black Lives Matter's demonstrations or commercials enticing us to buy stuff we don't need, all the chains that want to pull us back into slavery to sin. But when we took the vows of baptism or confirmation to follow Jesus, God took us seriously and grabbed hold of us so we might die with Jesus to all in us that is unable to love to rise as free people to love and live courageously. Yes, there's work to be done, but for today, as free people, let us celebrate the newness of life breaking in upon us. Let us give thanks to God. Amen.